I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call with you by means of radio. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 5. Many, many years ago, the Lord took me off of an old boat down the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. And he brought me to the beach first before I stepped off. And then uh, to the beach and to the book, from the boat to the book. I tell you, I appreciate boats. I spent the better part of my lost life as a commercial fisherman. And then to, uh, since 1966, with the book of God, the Lord called me in the ministry. And what a wonderful opportunity it is to take. And yes, I love those old boats, and I love to step on the boat and go out in the ocean still. But there's something about the book of God and the call of God that is such a blessing. And what an opportunity God has given to me all to be with you by means of radio. Thank you for just being there. Those of you that uh, take and man this station, may God bless you for your effort uh, and your efforts to serve the Lord. And thank you for allowing us to be there. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 5, for just a little while, uh, whenever you're listening to our program, our program is heard on many stations, so it's heard all various times during the day and night. Whenever you listen, I, I hope this will be a blessing to you. I want to talk about why a ship would sink. Why a ship would sink. I want to look at the, the parallel there, uh, the analogy, and that that would cause a physical ship to sink, you would be surprised that the same thing happens in the spiritual world. I've had many a person tell me something like this. As far as a businessman, Brother Mon, I'm sunk. What happened? Oh, financial difficulty. Oh, he just lost it all. Maybe as far as a person's health is concerned. Brother Mona, I'm sunk. I'm at, in, I'm at death's door. As far as marriage is concerned, maybe a relationship, husband and wife, I'm sunk. What causes people to sink? The same thing that causes a ship to sink. Let's see if we can look at that at this time. Hey, if you'd like to correspond with us, you can do so. If you have access to that computer, just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. And that'll bring you directly here. You can surf around a little bit. Don't look at the pictures. <laughs> you'll be, uh, you'll take, uh, I've had people say, Brother Mon, you don't look like you sound. Uh, I've had some people say that a number of different ways, not only just looking at my face, but the rest of the part of my body, you know. And uh, so uh, if we can help you, those, though, please, if you'd like to write to us, snail mail, call the station. They'll give you an address whereby you can correspond with Fisher Mon. Luke chapter 5, an unusual statement made here in verse 7. Our Lord has used a boat for a pulpit. He said, is that true? Oh, oh yes. It said he entered into one of the ships, which were Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Use a boat for a pulpit. So see, I don't have water on the brain like some of you say that I do. The Bible is filled 
with nautical content and expressions. And the analogy and the parallel and the simile is just so real and so good. But, all right, uh, for doing that, he helps these men by having them to catch an enormous amount of fish. And then I read in verse 7, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships. Now watch now. They came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Let me read it again now. All right. Now, why did the ship begin to sink? So it says, they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. He said, I got it. Oh, that's good. All right. Why did they begin to sink as far as the ship is concerned? You said, Brother Monday, they overloaded it. That is correct. All boats have what we call a load limit. Big boat, it's called tonnage. A boat so long and so wide can carry so much. And when you exceed that, then you're going to have problems. And what they were doing here, suppose the little boat could carry only 1,000 pounds. They put in 1,000. They put in 1,100. Uh-oh, 1,200. 1,300. You know it's fixing to have All right, down in the water. The gunnel's almost into the water, you know. They begin to sink, just overloaded. Now, cannot we find a parallel there? We think about it as far as this life is concerned, especially with Christian people, and this happens to people who are lost also. A lot of Christians have sunk, and the reason was not open an open sin. You'll say, what happened? They just loaded up, my friend. They loaded themselves down, and they loaded themselves down to the point whereby a lot of people, my friend, they have to live off a pill bottle now. A lot of people are in institutions now. A lot of people, as far as being in the race for the Lord and in the ministry or on the mission field, my friend, they're out in the world now. You say, what happened? They just loaded her down too much. What kind of load are you carrying, my friend? We live in a world that's just designed to kill us. Let, let me repeat that. Hello, and make sure that you're there. As far as, you know, we think about the, the, the psychologists and the psychiatrists, they say that many people experience what's called burnout. What is that? We live in an age that's designed to kill us. It's just more than we can handle, you know. And the, the old timers just say the Lord's not going to put on you more than you, more than you can stand. Well, that, that's true. No temptation taken you, but such is common to man. And uh, God, yes, give you a way to escape. I understand that verse. But a lot of people in this age are just gullible for just, just loads. And we just load down and we just load, we load ourselves down to the point whereby the battens are almost in the water. And then a storm comes. And before long, we're sunk. As far as a load is concerned, I've learned this. Now, I've learned to, yes, take my burdens to the Lord. Sometimes I've almost heard the Lord say something like this. I don't want your burdens. <laughs> That's because a lot of my burdens were those of my own making. The Lord's burden is light. But I tell you, I've, I would like to say I've learned how to do this. <laughs> From time to time, I've done this. What I've taken is just sit the burden down. It's kind of like the little boy. He has a 100-pound sack of what? Uh, potatoes on his back. And he's walking down the road going to the market. Here comes someone along in a buggy. And they said, hey, Bill, John, whoever you are, you know, would you like a ride? Yes. And so he jumps up on the buggy, and he still has the sack of potatoes on his back. Put the sack of potatoes down. Don't care the work home with you. 
a lot of things the world even tells us to do. But I learned this, put it down. Just put it down. Then you can have the strength to pick it back up again, you know, and carry it for a while. But you have to put it down every once in a while. Sometimes the sinking comes from just carelessness, just carelessness. As far as life is concerned, it's full of rough weather. You know, I've seen situations where boats physically left the dock, and you couldn't have put me on that boat. You couldn't have, you couldn't have tied me on there. I tried my best to get off because of what the boat looked like. And as far as the equipment is concerned, that boat did not have the proper equipment to leave that dock. And if there had been problems out in the ocean, it would have sunk. So you say, what are you? Carelessness. You know, sooner or later, we think about our own life. Have you ever found this? Have you ever found that people treat their vessel very carelessly? You say, Sometimes people just ask for trouble. You know, would you treat your house or your car or your boat like you treat your body? He said, I don't know. Well, what, what, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you would be careful with that that God's given you. You know, defile not the temple of the Holy Ghost. And there's a lot of practical things that's there that has to do with a vessel. I dare not be careless. There's a friend of mine that was very careless. He left the dock. And he just didn't have enough pumps on his boat. When he experienced some trouble with some bad weather and some situations he found himself uh, with, he didn't have the pumps that he needed. As far as the water is concerned, it just filled the boat, and he found himself on the bottom of the ocean just because of carelessness. Overloading, carelessness, sometimes it just comes because of storms. Life is full of storms. As far as vessels Physically is concerned, thousands of ships could rise and give testimony to the fact that the waves pulled them to the watery grave out of the ocean. Some parts of the ocean is just known as just the graveyard. Some areas up around Cape Hatteras is just known as the graveyard of the Atlantic. The ocean floor, a graveyard. What happened? Storms. But you know, God never intended that a storm take you down. Storms are supposed to make Christians strong. Have you never read the book of Job? I read Job 1, 2, 3, and 4, and I tell you, you want to weep and cry. I mean, everything was taken away from the man, but you keep reading. And uh, you read chapter 15. You go to chapter 25. You go to chapter 35 and read everything in between, by the way. You get to chapter 40, chapter 41, and there's chapter 42. God brought him through. The storm. And God can do the same thing with you. God wants to make you strong. God wants to take you the vessel and test it. To test the strength of the vessel. Can it take the storm? And he'll not have you to ride out in a storm that's just designed to sink you. Job chapter 42. God blesses and gives him more than he ever had before. God wants to do that with you. But the storms have taken many, many a ship down. Sometimes it's the enemy, and I close with this. You know, we're warships, not pleasure cruisers. A lot of people, I feel so sad at some religions that, you know, they're out, they think they're out on a cruise. <laughs> they're, they're out on a happy cruise, you know. If you're living for God, my friends, like a warship, you're going to take many a hit. Talks about your adversary. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, 
is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And you propose for him a threat, many a shell is going to come your way. Many a bomb is going to come near that vessel to try to destroy it, you know. You say, the devil can't get me with his fiery missiles. <laughs> what are you talking about? The devil brought down the strongest physically, mentally, and spiritually. Strongest physically, Samson. Mentally, Solomon. What? Spiritually, David, you know. You said, what do we do? We better run to that harbor. And that is Jesus Christ. Once again, the enemy. Wouldn't it be sad to know that as you take, we think about the, the second coming of Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes for his children, that he finds you sunk, you know. December the 7th, 1941, 18 ships, 3,700 men. Pearl Harbor, what a disaster that was. Sometimes I look at situations like that, and I've flown right over Pearl Harbor, and almost it reminded me of the church and remind me of Christian people, you know. May it never be said of your life when you get to the end of it, or even in the middle of your life, may it never be said of your life that you could say before the Lord, I'm sunk. Avoid overloading carelessness. Storms make you strong. The enemy, victory we've got in Jesus Christ. Please avoid that sinking experience. Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.